It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 20th day of November, 2014. It's uh, 40 degrees here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, in Missouri. Uh, we have on our, our, our show here co-host, Jay Basser. He's out of Kentucky there. And uh, Stretcher Technician, he's out of Arkansas. So uh, sit back if y'all need to call in or something with a question or comment. Feel <laughs> Free to do so. <laughs> the number is 347 237 4819. It'll give you an option to press one and that'll put you right into the show there. Stretch will pick you up and put you right on through. Oh, thank but, you, John. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sore throat there a little bit. I uh, thought you could watch the TV there a minute, Gerald. Let it know. <laughs> well, no. Uh, I have to shut it off. Uh, yeah. Ain't much on anyway. Yeah. Nothing no. important tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing of utmost so, importance. <laughs> I tell you what, it is important, old Gerald. What's that? Well, the most important thing the veteran can do on this claim, once you file your claim, the information goes to the regional office, and they do the adjudication, and they look at your claim and get your evidence in and look at everything. Now, so we need to send this guy over to the VA or to QTC, which is another avenue to give a to get him a C&P examination to render a medical opinion on to his issues and whether or not the doctor can relate them to service. That's well, a very you know, Yes, it is. You know, uh, that reminds me, I just had a CMP here. I think it was Yes, Monday. you did. Yeah. I, I believe it was Monday. And uh, a hearing one. And uh, mm. they farmed it out to a local people here in Joplin, so I didn't have to travel but a couple miles. And uh, I had to sign in. They put the time down, and then when they completed the test, I had to write the time in, and then they had to immediately fax that test to the regional office. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have no time for nothing. But uh, that seems to be the game they're playing now. Yeah, yeah, they want to cross their T's and dot their I's anymore. Cause... Yeah. So whenever they're interviewing you on this test, be certain that you get everything said you want to. Uh, wouldn't hurt to take notes before you go in, which I took some, so... Uh, hopefully mm -hmm. I was covered, but uh, yeah. uh, don't go in there short-handed. 
Well, the best thing to do is uh, when you get the when you get the information, you're going to go for an exam. Uh, it should tell you what's going to happen. You know, you need to know what time you got to be there. Always be early. Um, you know, if you've got any important documentation that the VA doesn't have, the doctor may not have seen, take that with you. Uh, and it depends on the exam. Now, if it's a mental health exam, uh, you know, you need still need to be early because uh, that's then things are a little bit different as far as the way they do things. But if it's for a physical condition, uh, you know, for anything bodily wise, always bring some supporting documentation. Have somebody with you and. Uh, uh, you know, always be yourself and be truthful. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and stick to the topic. Keep right. your subject matter to the topic. Uh, for instance, mine was on ears, and that's what we talked about was my ears. I didn't tell them what I had for breakfast or what I wanted. Yeah, and best thing, just tell them I just, if, you know, if, Answer their questions they ask you. Yeah. And you know, but don't get off subject or things like that. Stick to the subject at hand. Always maintain your focus because, your, you know, your focus is your issues. That's you right. Uh, and, you know, only thing this individual's doing is writing. they got a list of questions that were sent yeah. to them from the regional office. And that's mm-hmm. all they're allowed to address is these particular questions. Right. So uh, bear that in mind. Uh, they don't care if you got a bad foot, your your back hurts you, or if you got diarrhea, or, or nothing else. So I ain't they yeah. want to talk if about. It ain't related to that. If it's not related to that CFP <laughs> exam, you leave that out the door before you walk in there. That's exactly right. Uh, and uh, you'd be much better off. Get it over with. You, no need to ask them how you done, because okay, now, uh, they can't tell you anyway. Now the, the VA regional office got, makes that decision. Yeah, they, the VA has got several different people that do these types of exams. And in most big VA hospitals, your CMP examiners don't really work for that VA. They work for the, the VBA you know, in, in, in that aspect, that's all they do is CMPs. Unless it's a specialist in a certain area, then they'll, you know, then they'll ask them to come in and do one. But it's still going to be budgeted and billed back to, you know, the VBA. But they might have a nurse practitioner. You might have a, 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 a physician's assistant. Or you'll have a doctor doing CMP. It depends on, it depends on uh, you know, which... Uh, which one, which one does the exams at, at your location. And they're going to ask you a bunch of questions. Like the girl said, the VA will send them a list of questions like, uh, you know, how does this disability relate to your service? And they'll look that up and, you know, they'll make an opinion, yay or nay or whatever, you know, as far as to, you know, that you have the condition and that they can link it back to service. Majority of them are okay. The examiners carry, actually carry a lot of weight. Um, but they'll ask you some questions, and they'll go over stuff. And they'll go over some other stuff. You know, they'll see some other stuff too. Now, CMP examiners see something like in, in you know on you, and uh, that you maybe you don't know about, or that he thinks you might be concerned. For example, you say you go in for a back CMP, and they're looking at your back and issues like that. And he looks in your records, sees you've got some very high blood pressure readings. He's not allowed to treat you for those conditions, but he can suggest that you see another doctor 
pretty quick, you know. And they can do that, which which is a good thing. But uh, uh, beans, I had a ward letter on one at one of my ears. I went ahead and took a copy of that award, uh, Service Connection Award, with me and left it with the examiner. Now, uh, they didn't read it while I was there, and I doubt that they read it prior to sending it off. They may well, have, also the, may not have, yeah. but at least they had it, then they could see how it was rated before. There's a sheet that... The regional office sits down when they're doing that, you know, and they'll look at it and they'll have a reason, and uh, they'll look at that and they'll one of the reasons will be initial CMP. Uh, they'll have another secondary CMP, and they also have a third one for a claim for an increase, and they'll explain that to them too. So the doctor really, if the doctor does his job before you even walk in there to that exam, they should already look at your file. So a lot of them already have an idea. On your, of your paperwork about you before you even get there, if they do their uh, job they, right. They, they should have. Now, although yeah. I did not see a file at this one, John, what <laughs> I seen right. was a list of questions that the uh, regional office had sent down to the doctor, and the doctor mm-hmm. told me, uh, this is what we have to address, this right here. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, and they went through the questions, I answered them uh, best I could, you know. Did you ask? Did you answer them? Did you say what did you say? There was a lot of there was a lot of hums and well, I did have my hair hair nades in, but I still go huh a lot. Thanks well, to <laughs> one good thing about the VA folks, if if you're a ten percent service conductor or more and you need eyeglasses or hearing aid, the VA will take care of you in that aspect. Eyeglasses and hearing aids on the outside can eyeglasses can run up to five hundred dollars and hearing aids can run up into the thousands. Yeah, they said. So that's you know, even though we do gripe about the VA, like that's two of the best aspects of the VA. They do take care of their veterans in that aspect, I, and I, I'm sure thankful that you're there for that because uh, I've had problems. I've had a hearing aid now for ten years, and uh, uh, yeah, I've had mine quite a while. Hmm. Uh, they gave me a new one here last year. Yeah. They gave me a new I, one last year. I, I think and, I'm uh, going to get some new ones. You I'm will. Hoping, uh, make will. an appointment and go see them. Get you, you, know, you can make an appointment and go see them. Yeah. They'll test your ears, you know. They'll get. They'll make it up make you right. But remember, well, back to CMP exams. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Joe. What was you going to say? Uh, well, I forgot. But anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just uh, uh, keep all your your answers uh, pertaining uh, to the questions they asked you, and, and don't get sidetracked because uh, they don't know what all the problems, how long it's been since you got a, a claim, you know, taken care of or anything, um, especially. Uh, when they're farmed out, uh, I was really had my fingers crossed that uh, I get one locally. They can have you travel up to a hundred miles. They told me, and I asked them if they could get one here in Joplin, and uh, sure enough, they did. Uh, one point seven three miles from the house, and I was really tickled with 
He could have took your scooter uh-huh. down and drove that. Well, I, I could have made it on my scooter. Yeah. If it's warm enough outside, it's cold, isn't it? It was cold that day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my old teeth were just chattered, you know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I want to give a shout-out to all the vets who live out there in, in the Buffalo area in New York. We're we're praying for you, boys. I know this is a bad time of year. I mean, usually you don't get this kind of snow this early, so... Uh, you know, hope everybody's got enough food and water, and want to get plenty of water. Just get some snow to melt it. But make sure you uh, get you know. I can't believe it, John. They got the, the six foot, and then a couple more on top of that. Whew. That's over my head, man. I mean, I'd have to tunnel to get through anywhere. I well, believe that would that that would probably ground the bastard tank. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that would do it. I think that would, that would uh, float your boat there. Uh, yeah. That's uh, really. I hope you folks out there's got plenty of heat, uh, and uh, if not, blanket and and food, and a way of preparing that food, because uh, this is some real serious stuff. It I is. Think already, I mean, last I heard, they were seven already. Uh, have seven deaths. And. Oh, great uh, for you. Could be more than that by the time it's all said and done. It's pretty epic. I mean, it's pretty tragic. I mean, that's... You know, when it melts, it's going to be a flooding situation. Uh, oh. So, looks like there's going to be a, a rough road, rough road to hoe. Well, this is just November, brother. This is November. If it don't warm up any and it's just colder, then it's, that, that's going to stay on the ground and everything else. I guess it's going to go on top of that. Yeah. They could have hundreds. They could have up to. They could have twenty, thirty feet of snow before it's over with. <laughs> sure can. They're blowing off them lakes, and they, yeah. the way that sounds, the uh, water is still a lot warmer than normal, and so that's producing a lot of snow. Uh, yeah, lake effect snows now. I tell you, uh, that's bad news. Uh, I don't know how they can function, how they function at all. I mean, I would just be uh, Boy, I tell you, it's just, I uh, hope everything gets worked out okay. And, of course, they've got the equipment to handle it. They're going to have to, they're gonna have to shovel it off and dump it in the river or something, get rid of it. But, uh, I don't know so, how they're going to get the roads cleared off. That's, that's, that's a big, big job. Now, yeah. you have your CMP exam, okay, and you get done with it, and your doctor pats you on the back and says take off and leave, and uh, he sends the information into the VA. Okay, you give it a few days to a week or so, and you sneak over to the medical records section of that VA, and, and you get a copy of the CMP exam. You sit there and you read that CMP exam, and you're reading. Of course, a lot of folks, you know, don't have the medical knowledge that in order to decipher one of the reports, but, you know, there's some that do. So I want to give you some buzzwords to look at when you're deciphering that, when, you, when, when you're trying to, to uh, figure out that report, when you get your hands on it. Uh, the VA and the examiners, they use a system. Okay, now the regional office will ask for a stated opinion, and along that report it'll say if this is a stated opinion or not, and finally towards somewhere near the last page, It'll say uh, stated opinion, and you look at that opinion. You see what the doctor wrote, and if he writes 
something to the aspect of um, this veteran's condition was less likely as not related to service. That means he's not 0% sure, but he's probably 25% sure that it wasn't. If he states was not due to, I mean, she's 100% sure that it's not due to service. Okay, those two areas right there, you can just about say, okay, you're going to get denied. You can take that to the bank. If you read the report and it says was least as likely as not related to service, that's the the medium right there. That's the 50% mark. Okay, that 50% mark kicks in what the VA calls the benefit of the doubt rule. Okay, at least as likely as not. Okay, then that should warrant a rating from the VA. If it says was likely related to service or more likely than not, that means you're 75% sure that it was. If he says or she says, excuse me, was due to service. That means they're 100% certain that it was. So you need to, those are the buzzwords you have to look at, you know, and see. If you see those three, if you see 50% or above, you know you've got a very good chance of getting service connection or an increase for an issue. That's right. Now, I don't know. Uh, I haven't got a copy of mine yet, John, but uh, I certainly will be requesting it probably Monday. You need to get the request. Get you, you need to look at the numbers. You yeah, might pick it up. And look. Hey, Gerald, Gerald, can you hang on for a minute? You might pick it up and go, oh, my, my, my. Who in the heck is this guy talking about? Sure as hell ain't. You might have to prove that he's not talking about you. We have a caller. Uh, yeah, we have a caller in here. Uh, can we get him picked up? Uh, yeah. Oh, caller, uh, do you have a question or a comment? I oh, you're all good. I got it. Go ahead, oh, guys. Caller, go. go ahead. We got your mic in muted. Go ahead. You can talk. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe hey, that one... From- Four seven eight three nine seven six nine seven zero is the number that they call from. So, oh. Oh, yeah. are you with us? No. no. Oh, they must just be listening. Oh, that's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. All right. Um, you can you can call back if you didn't get in there. Yeah, you can call back in time. Uh. But anyway... It's pretty hard getting in here once in a while. Yeah, it is. Okay. But uh, no. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I was going to call and, and try to get a copy of mine. Yeah, yours is a little different, girl. Yours is not, uh, not going to be a regular C&P as far as... Uh, Service connection. Yours is a increase, right? Or because of the issue with tinnitus and not hearing, your hearing. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, mine was a Q claim, and uh, right. uh, they called it called CMP. CMP. 
I don't know. That's fine. That's fine. Need to get a copy of that. And see what the numbers say on it. See what's going on because you, I believe you got a you got, you got a winner you got there. A winner there. Uh, I hope. I hope. So. Yep. Yep. Well. Well. Yep. Immigration plans announced. Take a minute. Oh, it was. Okay. Now. It's, yeah, it's done. Um. Once you get the information, you, get the information. you see that, uh, you, you need to wait till you get an award letter from the VA. It shouldn't be too much too long, actually, after you have that exam, because that's one of the last steps. Usually it's within two months after you have the exam where, you know, you have your paperwork in hand. Um, each award, you know, if you get a pretty good size award, over 25000 it's got to have a couple extra signatures anyways to uh, to bypass or to, to go through the system. So it'll take you a little bit longer to get the award. But, uh, you know, once you see that information, see what's going on, you know, you can look at e-benefits and you can look at all your stuff and you can actually you can actually beat the award by looking at your letters and things like that because if you look on it and all of a sudden you've got a commissary letter, you know, if you got a commissary letter, you got, you, you, you've pretty much got 100% of IU. You. you know that, Gerald? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense because you have to yeah. have what uh, 100% in order to have a letter, don't you? Yeah, you do. E-Benefits is the new, uh, I call it the new mailbox watch. I mean, back before they had E-Benefits, this old vet, we'd, uh, we'd sit around, we'd be all anxietyed up, and we'd be on the computer doing stuff. We'd be hard to live with, of course, because we're hard to live with now, but back then we were totally hard to live with because we know that was our livelihood at stake, and... Uh, what we would do is we would set up watch on the mailbox. I mean, we'd put on a porch, and we'd sit there and watch that mailbox all day long. If that mailman was five minutes late, you know, he got chewed out. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's That's <laughs> anxiety. It's maybe, I'm telling you, man, that's just, a, that's just the way it is, you know. Um, once you have your CMP exam and you think it's favorable and you get to the copy of that report, what you do is take you a break. Okay, take you a break, get away for a few days, go do something. Go fishing, go do something. All right, do something in the house. Uh, do do a little job if you've done or something if you can. Do something to get away from that claim because once you step away from it, you freshen your mind back up, and when you go back into it looking at it again, you're able to find something you missed. That happens uh, all the time. That's so true. You can really get wrapped up in this stuff. <laughs> Especially if you have several years, you know, you've been waiting in line, and, and uh, you, you can it can overwhelm you. So you got to be careful and and not let that happen. You just got to take it with a grain of salt and, and uh, try to move forward the best you can. Uh, and that's not easy to do. No, it's not so, easy at all. Um. You never know. Uh, just uh, it's going to happen when it happens. Yes, and, it is. Uh, uh, we have another caller in there. Uh, caller, do you have a question or comment? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, uh-huh. I'm a Vietnam vet, and uh, uh-huh. I've been I've been back on the VA since 2007. Uh, over a heart issue. Uh, okay. Up to uh, 
I've had C&P exams and uh, been had stress tests and pretty much been through everything with them. And uh, they they tell me told me I didn't have a heart problem. Well, come come uh, last year in December, uh, I passed out in the parking lot and ended up in local hospital. Right. And uh, so. To make a long story short, I ended up getting a triple bypass. They replaced a valve and aortic valve in my heart. And you have aortic stenosis? Yeah. And yeah, aortic stenosis. Okay. I've got now I've got a pacemaker and a defibrillator on my heart. So okay. Uh, well, anyway, I I uh, I had a continuous claim, like I said, since '07. Okay. And uh, when I so I, in December, I went to my local VA down here, county VA. I live in Ohio, south of Cleveland. Correct. Uh, okay, uh, south of Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. I I go to Cleveland VAs where I, Canton and Cleveland is the, the local VA for me. Okay. Uh, anyway, I uh, I took all my reports and everything from the doctor and. Uh, I sent them to uh, sent them up to the VA, and uh, when we sent it, we asked them if they would review it, you know, mm-hmm. for a new new claim. And uh, anyhow, they never. It's been a year, and I haven't heard anything. So I've been really, trying, really? yeah, I've been trying to go through my county, and I I have DAV as my representative. Uh, hold on, hold on just a second. Stretch, mute, stretch, mute your mic a minute, would you? Yeah. No, not no, you. Not, stretch. That's oh, okay. not stretch. Okay. I'm just. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to hear you clearly. I I don't know his name, but he's standing in some pretty windy area. Okay. Go ahead, man. My mic is off. Yeah, I live in Ohio, so I'm just okay. up here by the snow belt. <laughs> Let me ask you two questions real quick, okay? Yeah. Let me ask you two questions. You say you are a Vietnam vet. Were you in country? Oh yeah, yeah. I I oh. served. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I was You're... in uh, up on the DMZ. Okay. Yeah, you on the DMZ? I was on the DMZ. Yeah. That's why. So you in Korea? No. You in Korea? DMZ in Vietnam. Up on the. I was in north part of the country. North part of the country. Okay. Yeah. So he's on. Okay. He's on. Okay, yeah. I, uh, but you still you still were exposed. Yeah, you were still yeah, exposed, was, Agent Orange. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I okay. I messed with that stuff. I walked through it. I had dumped on my head. Yeah. All right. Here, here's what you're looking at. Okay, you've got a heart issue. Okay, yeah. if you had your valve replaced at that time, they call that aortic stenosis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. They work stenosis. The VA will try to get away with saying that is a genetic condition. Yeah, and a lot right. of times they get away with it. However, in your case, you had a bypass. Is that correct? Yeah, triple bypass. Yeah. Okay, you had you. So you had uh, atherosclerosis. Oh, yeah, and that's why they bypassed you. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, I've yeah I've been fighting hypertension okay. for thirty years. Okay, now. 
the history that I've seen with that issue itself is your atherosclerosis covers your ischemic heart disease, which is a presumptive condition to the VA. Okay. You are a NEMA class member, okay? Did you have you ever heard that word? No, I haven't. No. Beverly Nemer was a lady that sued the VA over her husband. Okay, and she won this big, big class, the big class lawsuit over it, and they made this Nemer contention because these veterans exposed to Agent Orange, you know, had certain diseases. Her husband had these diseases, and she won. They added ischemic heart disease and some other stuff a few years ago. I think it was in 2010. Okay, yeah. ischemic heart disease, if you've got the blockage, that's ischemic heart disease, according to the medical literature that, I, that I've read. Right, yeah. I have seen a veteran in your same exact condition get service-connected because he had aortic stenosis, but when they did the heart cast to look at the aortic stenosis, they also found blockages. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you got I, the DAV helping you? Uh, well... My problem is I can't get anybody to talk to me. I've been trying for uh, DAV will not return my calls. I've called probably a dozen times, and uh, okay. nobody will return my call, and I've, I've tried to talk to uh, the VA, and my local guy here has uh, tried to call, and nobody will talk to him. So I'm at the point where it's been a year since I've done anything, and nobody will talk to me. And the only thing oh. they're telling me is, the information I sent was on my appeal because I've been okay. appealing the heart condition since 07, and it'll yeah. be two years before they review it. So that's yes. what they told me. They told you that, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what the DA told And you're, told you're, on, you're on appeal right now? Yeah, I've been on appeal since 11. Um, afraid if I were you, if I were you, if I were you, uh, I would find an attorney as soon as I could. Okay. And I would I would I would write a, a letter and fire the DAV as quick okay. as I could. I would okay. find an attorney like Bob Walsh. I think Bob Walsh would take a claim like this in a hurry. He needs like now, that he to might do it. I, I have his number, John. Are you working right? Uh, write a num phone number down. Yes, sir. Uh, if you give it to me, I'll write it right down, and I'll call it. Okay. Uh, his, his name is Bob Walsh, W-A-L-S-H, or something okay. like that. Uh, okay. The number is 269-269-269, okay. 962. Nine six two. Nine six. Nine three. Yeah. yeah, I'm having I'm having trouble hearing hearing the nine six nine three. Okay, I had two six nine. That's first mm -hmm. three digits. Okay, what's the rest of them now? Nine six two. Okay. And it was a nine six nine three, Gerald. Yes. Okay. Nine six nine three. Okay. I've got, I've got another number for you guys if you ever give me a chance to talk to you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead there. All right. The go NVLSP, which is the yes. class action lawyer, Yep. which he also needs to contact, is 202-265-8305. 8305. And that is who? 
That's the class action lawyer for Niemeyer. If the VA and BLSP. Yeah, if the VA has not put him on the Niemeyer list and they fell down, there's a court order requiring him to do so. Yes, he also could have line privileges, too. Yeah. Uh, He he was on the DMZ in Vietnam, which was, I believe, 10 miles, if I remember. I have been in that area at Coviet on an LST, and we actually got shot at while I was there. (laughs) Many times, (laughs) sir, many times. (laughs) Uh, you have feet on. You have proof of feet on ground, so there should be no problems with the presumptive. Right. Uh, I I actually uh, I draw I draw sixty percent right now. Uh, well, I will tell you this: if your records show that you had this condition when you applied in two thousand seven, Niemeyer can force them to take retro back to two thousand seven. Yes, and you'll go to 100% automatically because of your defibrillator. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I'm. I'm all that now. So. Okay. I'm, I'm 65. And I. You know. I'm, uh, well, you'll find my posts on um, the website, uh, Chuck 75. Hey, and Chuck. I, I have had similar problems. Um, the VA did not put me on the presumptive list, even though I already had a condition that had been awarded on the presumptive list. Yep. Yeah, I I was with the understanding that when I sent that paperwork in that, that you know, like I said, the the local guy put it on there. You need to address this or or look at it. And uh, like I say, I've had I've I've made. Numerous, numerous, numerous phone calls, and nobody will. Nobody will I can tell you one away. other thing you might try. Okay. No guarantee. I will say that it resulted in uh, solving an SMC issue I had within 30 days, which involved a five figure back pay. And uh-huh. the guys on the show can give you the correct email address to send it to. But it's basically the reference is called Bob. Yeah, okay. Bob McDonald. Bob McDonald is the grand poobah of a VA. Okay, yeah, Bob McDonald. Yeah, I've, I've seen him on the news a lot. Well, he has well, an email that? address that's in the uh, headed.com website uh, in the uh, various discussions. Uh, okay. I believe it's something like Robert McDonald, but uh, yeah, I'd have to look it up one way or another to find it. I can do that if you want me to. I think it's Robert okay. McDonald at VA.gov. Robert McDonald at VA.gov. I think there's a dot there in the middle, yeah, because there's more than one. If there's more than one Robert McDonald, which I'm pretty sure they are, they'll have a, a dot and just how to keep them separated. Okay. Okay. Here we well, go, Robert. Here we go. Here's the actual address. Okay. Uh, Robert dot A dot McDonald. Okay. At va.gov. Okay, Robert dot a dot McDonald at va.gov. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll letter by letter. R O B E R T dot uh-huh. a dot right. m c d o n a l d right. at va 
dot gov. Yep, my daughter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll fire yes. something off to him. Oh, what's your head name? Short and to the point. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your head well, name? Getting, I think I'd be getting snowballed like Mine? a kid. Oh, I know your name, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Ron Haney. And I hey, Ron. Hot. And, okay. Uh, I thank you guys for your information, and I'm I'm going to send you out a uh, a little gift for for your uh, website. I see you're having need some uh, donations, so since you helped me out here so much, I'm going to I'm going to fire you off uh, a donation. Uh, keep us posted too on the website too. You know, you can shoot me a PM anytime. I go under the handle Jay Basser. I'm one of the admin guys that had it. Yeah, okay, and, uh, yeah, I've listened to you quite a few keep times. Keep us posted. Okay. I will, I will add to this, uh, there are multiple other things that are associated with IHD and coronary artery disease that are covered as secondary. Uh, the problem is getting, getting the VARO that's handling your case to recognize that. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I'm a, hyper- I got diabetes, and I, I get, you know, I'm a, a diabetic, and, and, and all those. Are things. you, uh, are you, what are you, are you taking oral meds? Or are you taking insulin? Yeah, I take, I take uh, the pills. Okay, that's the twenty percent automatic claim presumptive yeah. also in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah I I your doctor told you to control or regulate your activities. Uh, PA doctor never has. Uh, you know, I I also got uh, uh, I worked for the state of Ohio for 30 years, so I got really good insurance. So I uh-huh. use a lot of local stuff here, so I don't have to, because it's 80 mm-hmm. miles one way to Cleveland, and uh, so. Okay, remember this. I stay. If you if you're 60 percent or better, and you're treating uh, service-connected diseases. Yes. You're you're farther than 40 miles away from a VA clinic or other medical facility, correct? Yeah. You're entitled to a VA, quote, insurance card, unquote, uh, which allows you to set up VA paid appointments with your private physicians. Okay. Uh, it's All something right. that got passed. The VA is right in the middle of implementing and there is a toll-free number. Uh, if you look at the Master VA website, uh, it'll give you that toll-free number and some information on the program. We'll take yeah, full advantage got, of that. I got a letter about that. They, yeah. they, they would give me further information about it, so I, I haven't got any more, but I remember getting a letter from them about it. Well, at least you got a letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there's a directive out there, guy, that, that, that if if you're a NEMR class member and you've got Agent Orange-related conditions, especially if you've got ischemic heart disease and diabetes and things like that, and you've got a claim in, in going on, then they're supposed to take that claim and put it ahead of the line in front of everybody else. Yeah, they, they should uh, have done it automatically, actually. They were yeah. required by law to. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> we like, know how that goes, don't we, Chuck? Well, that's why I gave you the, gave out the NVLSP number. Because they're they're the class action, they go back to the judge, and the judge turns around and says, "The VA, why aren't you complying with the court order?" Yep. 
Okay. So they're good attorneys too, but they're really good people. So I'd yeah, be all over. I'd be. Bob Walsh and talk to him. Oh yeah, call him. I'd, I'd try the NVLSP first. You don't have okay. to pay the NVLSP, by the way. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> that two two number. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's a two. That's a Washington D.C. number. Ron. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Ron Abrams, isn't it, uh, Chuck? Say again. Is that Ron Abrams? I don't know who answers that. Usually, it's VA staff. Uh, NVLSP staff, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought Ron Abrams used to be involved with that. He might be. I don't know. Uh, he's hell on wheels, people. That's one thing. You know, you, um, I mean, sometimes the VA does make mistakes and things fall through the crack. Uh, happens a lot more than, than than we even know it does. Um, but, no, in a situation like that, you, you should have been taken care of a long time ago. Uh, we want to thank you for your service in Vietnam. Uh-huh. And I want to say welcome home to you, buddy, because that's... Okay. That's probably something you've hardly ever heard before. Uh, no, that's baby killer for a long time. Yeah. Oh most yeah. Us, well, you know, yeah, most of yeah, us. My were. best friend had the same. My best friend's got the same thing you did. He had aortic stenosis, and uh, they found they did the cath on him and uh, found the uh, blockage, and they were going to have to go and do the surgery on him. But before he did the surgery, I made him come by the house. We filed his claim right here in the house. And I helped him through his claim process, and he got his award in ninety days. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I've, 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 I've been, I've been beating the bushes big time, calling people. No, I get absolutely no one to return my phone calls. I, I'm pretty frustrated. Right. Yeah. I'd have to. I'd think. I'd think twice about using the DAV and things like that for certain things. Yeah. Okay. So uh, about. About the next worst choice, or next better choice, is your state's uh, veterans uh, department, whatever they call themselves. They yeah, also yeah. typically I, have representatives. Yeah, I, right. Yeah. I use I use him a lot. He's uh, he's uh, the kid that works there. The he's a retired master sergeant, and he was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was in. Uh, you know the. Golf wars and stuff. So hmm. he's he's uh, he's a nice guy, but he's really been trying to help me. But he's kind of in the same position I am. Nobody will return his calls. And, uh, yeah, what happens? Yeah, they will well, not return. What we ran into down help. here was that the state's representatives were given office space and so forth by the VA and the. The state representatives also duly represented the service organizations, the DAV, VFW, and so mm-hmm. forth. So there was a big conflict of interest going on. Uh, what we did also find was that they were excellent if you had a straightforward basic claim submission and getting well, that well. through, but a complicated one, forget it. Yep. Yeah, uh, DAV, I mean, uh, all my smaller ones, yeah, they... Uh, I. I just uh, got one a claim here about a month ago for my ears. My I've lost my hearing because I and I filed because I was in artillery unit and mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. it was like 30 days after I had my CMP. I I was awarded that one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but uh, well, the, you know, the they're right. They won't. 
them 105s and 155s kind of have a, a bearing on your ears when you're part of the gun crew, you know what I mean? Uh, that's true. Them, them, them housers will, will eat your ears up, you know. we They didn't give you your plugs back in. You just stuck your fingers no. in your if you think they're bad, you ought to tr- you ought to try Navy three inch rapid fire anti aircraft guns. They'll fire yeah. fifteen rounds in about five seconds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we uh, we just stuck our fingers in our ears. That's that's what that was their plugs. Well, the trouble is you can't do that when you're you're throwing shells in the in the hoppers. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's true. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, no, guys. Thank you for your service, buddy. We do appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we're you. glad you called. I'm very glad okay. you called. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll dial these numbers up, talk to these people, see what see what happens, and then, uh, then I'll, I'll later on, I'll call you back and let you know what happened. But, I'll, I'll reiterate that uh, an email to uh, Bob resulted in action on something that the VA had hung up for years. Uh-huh. And that in, that included appeals that were just sitting at the VARO, and it also included uh, the automatic consideration of SMC, which they never did. Yeah. Uh, the, the answer was within 30 days. Favorable. Yeah, you need, and my advice to you, uh, Mr. Haney, is to get this done as soon as possible. Because right now it's kind of new. Bob's kind of new at the situation. Uh, yeah. He's getting some emails and things like that. But once the word gets out, he's going to become inundated with those things like this, and yep. he's going to have to cut it off. So yeah, the earlier right. you get in, the better off you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll wanna, I'll, uh, I'll let him know what my what's going on with me. And uh, yeah, keep it as short and concise as possible. Right. Yeah. I'll just probably just. Yeah, put my file number or whatever on there. And so, yeah, tell them you, yeah, tell them you're in-country Vietnam vet with ischemic heart disease. Yep. Okay. Right? And you're yep, a NEMA yep. class member. And okay. the VA hasn't recognized it, apparently. Yeah, but if they Now, wait a minute. They may have, if they've got you service-connected for diabetes. Yeah, they got me service-connected for diabetic, yeah. Yeah, okay, true, so... But, then they're just beating around the bush. Yep, they're just trying to avoid things. Nothing new. They're just trying. They're yeah. trying to delay it. That's that's OP VA. Yeah, they're yeah yeah they well and and I guess I've heard on the tough ones they don't want to they don't want to deal with them. They just put them on the bottom of the pile. Yours is not tough. Yours is a slam dunk. Don't you forget that. Okay. Providing the evidence is there. Yeah. Right. You've, you're just a slam dunk now. You've got ischemic heart disease. You've had a heart cath that shows it. That's the problem. You only had echoes. You didn't get a heart cath until just recently. Yeah. Okay. Well, their doctors, yeah, VA doctor, heart doctors told me that, you know, I was fine. And <laughs> come to find That's out. That's 51 claim. Yep. Yeah, you might have a tort. Uh, you might have a tort claim. Well, they told me I never. Uh, I went and got a uh oh back in the nineties I was gonna give give some blood and uh they did a EKG on me of my heart and they said I had some a problem with my heart so I went to a heart doctor then and they he looked at it and he said I had a uh, a minor heart attack. I I never knew it but he said you've had a heart attack one time or another, sometime. 
And I said, well, I never knew it. And yeah, I guess they call them silent heart attacks. They do, and I've had them. And uh, yeah, I so that. I, I told that to the VA doctor, and he said, uh, you had an incident. He called it an incident. I said, well, I think they said it was a heart attack. He said, it's an incident. So when they when they did my report on this, when I appealed, that's what he put on there. I had an incident, so they refused me. They said, well, you know, that you didn't have a heart attack and blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, the electrocardiogram shows evidence of a heart attack. If he chose to ignore it, that's his problem, and that's, that's again, 1151. Yeah. No, that's a tort. He told me that was both, actually. That's a tort because you had the incident, and they didn't investigate it further, and look what you wound up with. Yep. You, you, you've got a defibrillator now, okay? That's life-threatening. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a tort, yeah, my friend. I, uh, yeah, uh, I, you take that up later. With as long as you do it within two years of discovery, you need to get an attorney. Once you get, you know, you wait till your your uh, heart disease gets straightened out financially, and then I'd go after that with an attorney. Take this bobble off, okay? Okay, oh, yeah. All over that. Okay, well, I can yeah, say yeah, Thank you for the information and uh, and these phone numbers. Well, good luck. Somebody to talk to me. Okay, I'll be I'll be in touch. Thanks for the assist, Chuck. <laughs> been there, been down that road. Yeah. Now, give me a little more information on this uh, on this medical card program thing they come out with. Uh, basically, uh, the Congress just passed it. It was supposed to go into effect November the 5th. Uh, if you pull up the VA website, which I will do in a moment. Uh, let's see here. Uh... Let's see. Unfortunately, they can't leave this thing alone. They have to keep fooling with it. So the references that were there yesterday are not there today. I saw something about uh, they're in the process of mailing information. Yeah, you should, in theory, get a letter. Um, I won't get one. Let's see, here we go. I think, I think that's where they hit it this time. Gerald, did you get a letter? No, they didn't give me a letter. Of course, I don't have 60% either. Hey, you will for long. And, uh, that's not the right area. I noticed two changes, one of which was that... Um, and they moved the notice somewhere, and I have to go hunt for it. Um, the other one that I thought was interesting was concerned with the Navy only, and what I ran into there was that the VA's website has a short list. Um, it refers you to a public health list for the ships that are presumptive, and they mm-hmm. dropped off some of the ships off that list. I don't know whether it's an older list or what. The blue, blue water list? Yeah. And what it, the, the one thing I noticed was that the ships that didn't show up were by class or type of ship rather mm-hmm. than individual ships. Oh, and the they only went reason, the 
Yeah, the only reason I noticed it was that because of a fight we got into some years back with them, one of the ships I rode was specifically on the list, and it also mm-hmm. happened to be on the class list and also on the overall command list uh, for that particular ship in that particular part of the world. And then right. on well, top of that, could... that, one of the ships they don't show, uh, if you looked at the overall list, carried boats that were on the list of all things. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that, oh, that ship class was an LST. LST, That's, yeah, because of the landing ship. Yeah, that seemed to have gotten dropped off the list. And yeah, um, them both come. <laughs> but the boats are on it. How, how many ships uh, did they drop off? Do you know, Chuck? No, I don't, because the list they were showing was alphabetical. Oh, and I see. So, okay. So you do compare that hard. list to what's on the blue water site, and we can just about tell uh, them what, that's what somebody would have yeah. to do. Yeah. John Rossi would know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I noticed um, that had to do with that was that on the website, had it, there's a fella that was making an inquiry for his father who rode one of those ships, and I couldn't really tell from what the, the, the form messages were, exactly when his father was on one of these ships. But I well, knew they had the Mars to it. Yeah. Uh, just about all the supply ships that served in that part of the world should have been on it at one time or another. Well, they probably left off the auxiliaries, did they? I don't know in completeness, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, back when I fought the battle, I ended up having to do something else entirely rather than get into it over which ships were blue and brown and all that crap. I ended up yep. finding evidence in my records of feet on ground, and I used that in the hell with the, the argument over the ships. Yeah, you didn't need blue water if you had if you had one if you had one toe on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had proof that they couldn't refute. So, yeah, N- not even Navy records either. <laughs> they were in Air Force records of all things. <laughs> Uh, well, I tell you what, man. This whole thing is a. Uh, it's a zoo. It's a, it's a joke. It's it, I mean, it's just. I've never seen people work so hard to try to deny somebody something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I agree. And it's uh, it's not the way it's supposed to be, folks. Well, you know, that's the contention of the new management, and I I have seen some turnarounds already. Uh, yeah, my VAMC has become more cooperative about doing things all of a sudden. Of course, yeah, that may be Well, they fired the director, so it might have something to do with it. Is that, is that Macon? Um, no. A Dublin. Or Dublin, okay. Okay, so... But, uh, yeah, I tell you, man, it's... I think they're under the microscope, you know, and hopefully uh, uh, Bob and his, and his guys will get this, get this mess finally straightened out. Uh, remember, we've lost our uh, we've lost our uh, representatives now. You know, we, everything starts over fresh in January, so yeah, all the hearings and everything so. that's been going on start over new. And uh, so, hopefully, they can't continue nothing that they had going on. You know, in the, the past. So we hope that uh, that everything is brought up to speed quickly, and all the committees get together and get this stuff back back on the front burner. Well, from what I can see, there's still quite a bit of resistance. 
uh, in Congress, and I contend it goes back to the old business about money, money, money. Who's got the money? Yeah, well, they need to uh, eat some green paper and poop some. Yeah, right. I don't know if they can print any more faster than they are now. <laughs> Chuck, uh, I, I think you're right, Chuck. I think it, uh, and, uh, you know, it's a shame because the Blue Water Navy boys are, are have been through hell and back, and they deserve better than what, what they're getting. It, it's uh, too bad. I, I hate to say it all by, you know, have to start all over again. How many times have they done that now? No, I don't know, but it's been a few the, the well, I think they need to quit doing the, doing these research studies on these animals and uh, the mating habits of this three-legged turtle and uh, the, these fish and stuff like that don't need to be done and put the money back where it needs to go. Well, getting a little closer to home, the thing that got me was that um, the uh, Tanang Harbor business, here we are, yes. we're paying uh, Vietnam uh, to help... Um, decontaminate the old air base there which drained into the bay but at the same time the VA is telling veterans that well if you didn't uh, tie up to a pier then we're not going to cover your presumptive come on yeah, it's you, too expensive to go to take core samples of the harbor bottom to find out what kind of contamination is there yeah right too expensive you know, yeah, how deep is it yeah, it's pretty good size. You can get a, a battleship in there if you have to. Yeah, the largest ships mean, I saw in there were the heavy cruisers, the the Boston yeah, and another one. Pretty easy to get. You can do them. You can do them without divers. Well, they actually well, have to go down they, several feet. And you, yeah, you don't use divers. You use a a core sampler, a plunger. Yeah. You know but, that could be you done. Who wants to pay for it though? Nobody. It might cost more money. Hmm. So, Hopefully one of the days they'll wake up and smell the roses, you know. I mean, just get the coffee situated because I mean, this is uh, this is only you know later stages of the issue, and you're going to have other issues coming out here in the future, you know, like uh, chemical exposure in the, in the Gulf and things like that. They lied about, lied about. So, well, they're still fighting know, about one of the what is I can't remember the name of the uh, I, was it uh, it was a marine base, and there's contamination there, but it's not. Uh, Agent Orange is something else. Then there's yeah. the Treasure Island. Then there's the Treasure Island Naval Base debacle, which oh, yeah, never really right. got going. But I went to firefighting school there a minute. So yeah. And they, you know, the EPA documents have really started disappearing from the web because they've basically closed that as a Superfund site by the. By saying that, it, well, it's cleaned up, and then they sold the property off and all that. Hey, hey you Ooh. mind if I get in there for a second? Go ahead, Mike. Okay. I am uh, I got a, a call today. They want to send me to an indoctrination. They want to stick this malignant nodule in my lung next week. And uh, I wanted to find out if I can go to the VM, see if I can trust these suckers, or if I should go to an outside doctor to get stuck. You think they're going to lie as much as they think they lie as much as they do on CNPs? Uh, no, but I can't no. answer that. Answer that. Okay, Chuck. Well, Richie, Rich, I know you. I know you. I know. I know you've got insurance. Yeah. I know you've got a supplement. Uh, yeah. 
personally, I would recommend you going to a better place, it's, especially like a cancer center or something like that. There's got to be something in Fayetteville because they've got a medical school, right? Oh, yeah. I would okay. go to the University of Arkansas. Oh, man, I don't know about the University of Arkansas, a bunch of kids. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. You're gonna get the freshest. You're gonna get the fresh. You're gonna get the newest look. The freshest mind well, is what you need. I'm I'm a, an aircraft carrier, blue water vet, but we had asbestos, so I can I can get a, get a check for asbestos maybe. So. Yep. There's no aircraft carriers on that list that you were talking about, Chuck. No, there would not be. Yeah. However. Here's the curious part of the whole thing. If you happen to have been a chopper pilot and flew rescue missions into Vietnam, uh, you were covered under under the presumptive conditions. On the Sorry. other hand, the enlist yeah, the enlisted man who went down into the trees to drag the poor airmen out of the trees was not considered to be presumptive. We never did figure that one out. Yeah, we sent in a helo, and uh, nine nine Marines got shot trying to pick up a POW. Of course, he died seven years later. But uh, so those guys would have been connected if they got back in the helicopter in time. So, that's well, the yeah, was on the, but the, that was because they were Marines. Well, what I'm yeah. saying is that the the SAR on crewman on the helicopter that came from the carrier, who was usually a Navy corpsman of some kind, with uh, optional training was not automatically covered. Now I don't know if they ever changed that or not. But Why not? Got they got on the ground. They got on the ground for sure. You'd, All have, of them did. you'd have to ask the VA why. Oh man! Because they can. That's why. Well, the only thing we could decide was that they covered the pilot because he was normally uh, an officer, and they didn't cover the enlisted man because he was an enlisted man, and they had a lot more enlisted men. Uh, applying for coverage than officers, but you know that's pure conjecture. Nobody knows. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, guys, we appreciate it. We're out of time, but I will. Chuck, thank you, buddy, for coming on. You helped us out there. We appreciate it. Yeah. You do this more often. Yeah. Well, thanks, like I Chuck. said, I've been down that road, and it's, it gets pretty complicated and a real pain in the whenever. And the Corps right, veteran doesn't need really, that. Veterans don't need a lot of stuff they're put through, buddy. Yeah, I hear you. No, well, y'all have a better evening. All right, we thank you, Chuck. Thanks, Thanks Chuck. Calling in, Chuck. And do it more often. Yes. <laughs> well, Gerald, buddy, this hour's gone, my friend. Well, I'm afraid it is. It sure flew by. <laughs> it did. It sure and, did. But, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, I hope I hope. Uh, someone uh, at least got enlightened a little bit and got a little bit of information there that could be useful to them. And we appreciate you tuning in, and and we appreciate those that called in for sure. And uh, John, I want to thank you for uh, coming in as the co-host, and Stretch, thank you for being the technician. And and don't forget to have it, uh, folks. if you got a dollar or two, uh, send them a little bit of money there and help them out. Uh, if, uh, poor T-Bird has covered all the expenses these years, and and uh, she just needs a little help now to keep things afloat. She's got the website built up and going strong. 
we have a lot of members, and uh, hopefully uh, we can just keep it going, and that's what's important. Uh, keep the good information coming, and we do the best we can to supply the best information, the newest and most up-to-date we can possibly come up with. So this will be Gerald Cook with the Had It Podcast, and we'll be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show. <laughs>